Chapter 7 is here and I was so honoured to be able to sit down with Mihi Church. Mihi has just bought herself an apartment with her partner. She's in the middle of planning for her wedding and I've never met someone busier. Talking about her experiences growing up in the Taranaki and reconnecting with her culture. Mihi opens up, she gets honest, she goes deep and it's a really, really good conversation and I know that you'll enjoy it. Lock in. Well, chapter seven. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're live. I'm going to keep that in there. Okay. I choked on my juice. <laughs> well, welcome, Mihi. This is Mihi, everyone. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> uh, Mihi. Oi, I think it's so cool that we are recording literally in your brand new apartment. Thanks. Oh, my goodness. How I know. Long, how long have you been in here? It's probably been like a month now. Sorry. It still feels like we're staying at an Airbnb. Yeah. Is it because it's bare or is it just because it's so new looking? Because it's so newish and yeah, it's so newish. It is a bit bare. It doesn't have everything we need. Um, it's kind of like going on holiday and you forgot yeah. a potato peeler or you forgot a can of an hour or some those yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, things. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you first move into a flat eh, and you, you have nothing really to contribute. <laughs> <except>. <laughs> He's speaking from historical right. experience. Historical experience. I think every flat I've ever been in, I've contributed a toasted sandwich maker that my oh, mum gave me. That no one ever uses, but it's okay. Straight up. I even, they even brought a new one at my recent flat because they didn't like my one. So, oh. yeah, a bit of a rip. Wait, have you been taking the same toasty machine? The same toasted sandwich To your new flat yeah. every time. I, I so funny. <laughs> I wipe the grill. You it's know. not even like a new one. It's like <laughs> the recycled toasty machine. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's like one of those things that gets better with time. <laughs> the juices just saturate into the grill. Um, but nah, this is your brand new apartment. What was the what was the process in, into buying this? Because I know you and your partner, Presto, yeah. has been, you know, you've been talking about it for ages. What was like, how did you get Bro. it done? Cause you, and for context, we're sitting in Stanmore Bay, which is a pretty nice area in Auckland. Yeah, it's beautiful. How did you? Honestly, you buying a house sucks. <laughs> The process is so horrible. It's honestly just admin, admin, admin. I understand why people don't buy houses now. <laughs> Obviously, they're expensive. Yeah, yeah. But the second half of it is that it takes a lot of work mm. and like digging down to find all the bits and pieces of paper that you need. Um, How many places together. did you look at before you settled to here? Oi, we've actually been looking for probably almost two years. Oh, and wow. yeah, we've had heap thrown around heaps of ideas like, oh, like we could buy it. You could live in it with your flatties or I can move in it and like whatever. We've just thrown around heaps of different ideas. And then this one came up and it was perfect. And my sister's living here. She's um, helping us pay our mortgage, basically. The flatmate. Yeah. The flatty. We've got a room, but really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pay our mortgage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, she's cool. She loves it. She loves it, which is which is nice. But the process of buying a house is terrible. I reckon if anyone's looking to buy a house, don't try and start the process on your own. Like you need to go to see a mortgage broker. That's what you did, eh? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like don't even try to Google how to start buying a house on your own. Just go see a professional and they'll tell you exactly what you need, how much you need to save, what you need to do to get your ducks in a row. Because you, like I'm assuming you didn't, couple your savings with with presto and buy the place you, you had mm. to go through 
all sorts of loops, right? Yeah, our process was pretty niggly. Mm. Um, one, we both don't have a lot of savings. <laughs> like not a house house savings. Like we but, just got But who here. does? I mean, you're still in your mid... What, 20s. late 20s? Mid 20s? What am I now? Can 26? I say late 20s now? You can say late 20s. I'm, I'd be honoured. <laughs> <laughs> I still get ID'd, man. I was, I was with friends at Archie's... Archie Brother Arcade or whatever it's called. And I got ID'd and I walked in after my friend who just turned 18. And I was like, oh, no. um, bro, I am 25 <laughs> and she is 18 and a fresh 18 year old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'll take it. I love, love the age actually. So yeah, but I mean, even so to buy a house in your 20s, yeah. I can imagine you don't have the savings. Nah, it's it's so expensive, especially if you want to do it in Auckland. We're like super blessed. Like we've got family that have really, really helped us out to help us get our foot in the door. Mm. But even then, it was still a tricky process because of um, obviously COVID doesn't help. Like yeah, with who my- buys a house during COVID? <laughs> I know, what? what the heck? <laughs> the guy actually laughed at me and pressed away. He was like, I've never met a couple that bought a place without seeing it. So we Hold on, you never saw the place before you bought it? Yeah, we didn't see it. <laughs> we just looked at the photos online and called some guy in the complex and was like, hey, so can you tell us a little bit about it? Is it big enough? How many people can you fit? Like, is it soundproof kind of stuff? I so, don't think I've ever met someone I, yeah. <laughs> that's bought a house without even looking at it. I know. That's <laughs> like... Yes. That's like when you buy something off Trade Me, like a dick chair. <laughs> and you chair. just hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You could have got so... But you're happy. You're happy with your purchase. Yeah, so happy with it. But yeah, the process is so niggly. If you want to do it, you need to talk to a professional first. Because mm. even if we did, we've actually been talking with them for a long time. Like we've been looking for like, I'd say two years now. And... Um, the process has been really niggly because of Glenn being on a rugby contract and they want someone with a secure income. And then with my job, like I took a pay reduction over COVID. So we were just super lucky that the timing worked out because we got bank approval before I officially had to tell them that I'd been given a pay reduction. Oh, so that's, that's clutch. I know. It was just good timing, eh? Like, yeah. it was awesome. So, yeah, there were all these, like, little bumps and stuff in the road and just different timings, especially with COVID. But it finally worked down. It's such a relief. So, obviously, a big do, like you're saying, is go to a mortgage broker. Yeah. You know, yeah. get your get your family involved, even if it's not from a financial point of view, but from <laughs> a, like, like, advice point of view. Yeah. But what were there any big don'ts? Big don'ts. Or did you just do it pretty, pretty well? Honestly, we've, I think there are big don'ts, but because we've talked about it in over such a long period of time, mm. I, could, I can't really remember. Probably the only big don't is, is don't go in with a set expectation mm. thinking that you're going to have everything now because the real, like the reality is it's not, probably not going to be the case and we had people tell us that like don't look to tick all your boxes and also the truth is you guys are like under 30 years of age and you're not gonna it was pretty harsh like you like you've got this big picture of what you want to do with your first home or even if you want to flip a home you've got an idea of what you want it to look like but the reality is your budget probably isn't going to be big enough and so we had like some pretty harsh like truths but 
it was the best advice because we wouldn't have actually got this apartment if it wasn't for changing our thinking halfway through. We were like set on buying like a first home that we wanted to be like a forever home, like a three bedroom and then having flatmates and that kind of thing. And there's nothing wrong with that, but we would have missed this opportunity for this house, which we got for like under 500,000, which is amazing for like Mm. apartments in Auckland right now. And for where you are in Auckland. Yeah. And for where we are, it's honestly, it was like such a miracle actually. Um, but we wouldn't have even looked at it if we had stuck with what we thought the dream was, but really we just had to change our thinking and we met with a bunch of different people, not just mortgage brokers, but we met with people that do, um, developments and you invest into like a development, um, space and you can lock in like an apartment of your own that way, but you only have to put down a deposit. And then you give the rest at settlement, which is when the place is built. So we looked at all those kind of options, um, which eventually led us to looking at apartment complexes again, because we'd kind of written that off. We're like, we don't want to live in an apartment. Mm. It's too expensive. We couldn't afford it. Would have to get a flatty. Who would want to flat with us? Only my sister and Brad. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> so, no, wrong. Yeah. And, and I'll just put it this way. It's not you that we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sorry. Sorry, Glenn. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Presto. But um, yeah, I reckon a big don't is don't get set on one idea. Mm. You need to be open and be able to like pivot. Otherwise, you'll probably be really disappointed and you wouldn't get back up and keep going because... Yeah, we actually saw a home that probably would have been our dream home. It's like the day that we got back from Europe earlier on this year. Mm. And we went and visited it and it's in Walkworth because we'd both love to live like close to Auckland but in a country area. Rurally vibe, yeah. Rurally vibes, but we missed out on it. It was too expensive. But we actually gave up a little bit after that because we we're like, oh, that was, we just got back from Europe, but that was like real disappointed. Mm. Um, and then... Because of COVID, we're like, bro, <laughs> we <laughs> want to start looking again. Because oh my gosh, being stuck like because nah. the prices of houses, prices of houses, do they drop over COVID, or did it kind of stay the same? I reckon the key with buying isn't waiting for the market. Right. Yeah. It's Every- not like shares. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. Some people have that perception of like buy buy when the market crashes but then you're always waiting Mm. for something else to for the circumstance to be right for you to make a move but you could be waiting forever that's a lot of things eh yeah would you agree i mean if you're waiting you miss out on what's in front of you yeah yeah you could tie that into lots yeah absolutely but not only are you you've just bought a well not just a month ago bought a home you're flipping engaged yeah. Hey, what the heck? I know. So you're in the middle of wedding planning. Yeah. Holy hecka. What's that been like? Wedding planning is actually so much fun. Yeah. I reckon like we, we've planned ours like a bit of a while away. So a year out. No, it's actually only like seven months from now. Yeah. But um, from the point of when we got engaged, it was going to be a year away. Mm. But um, the planning's so fun with Glenn. Mm. Like... We just in, we're just trying to enjoy it, eh, and not make it stressful. Because it could be one of those things, eh? Yeah. That's just nuts. Yeah, it definitely can be. Like, we have had some fights about it. Really? We've, yeah, the biggest fight we've had has been over colour palettes. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean, like, outfits for it? Yeah, outfits. 
<laughs> like what what color everyone's wearing. But the funniest thing is that it's Presto's colorblind. So I'm like, <laughs> this is the stupidest fight because you're colorblind. So your opinion doesn't <laughs> doesn't it's not count. Relevant here. Yeah. Did you just tell him it's the color it is? And just like, just <laughs> he agree. would probably believe me. Even on the day, if we just wear what you want, he won't know. <laughs> yeah, he would have no idea. Who's been? Who has been Bridezilla? Glenn. Really? Yeah. Could you could you imagine that? Yeah, I can definitely imagine that. Very picky. Yeah, he's picky. so particular. So, I mean, don't give much away because, I mean, nothing's been mm. announced yet. But what was the process on looking for places? And, you know, you don't have to say where you're going, but yeah. what was? how did you kind of get in your head where you're going to get married and, and all of that stuff? Yeah. Was it like a dream from when you were a little girl? Like, I want to get married by, I don't know. Oi, this, that's the craziest thing. I actually, like, have never been one of those girls that um, had, like, dreamed of getting married because my family, like, well, there's been quite a few divorces in my family <laughs> and, like, tricky relationships. So I, it just wasn't a part of our, like, family culture, I suppose. Like, marriage wasn't a big thing. I probably, like, only really started hearing about marriage when Tumblr came around. <laughs> Tumblr. Yeah, Tumblr. You know, like the cool wedding photos on Tumblr. Do you yes, remember that? Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. like the olden day Pinterest. Yeah. Of, eh? Yeah, it's like oh, old school Pinterest. My Tumblr wall. Yeah, <laughs> my you Tumblr so wall. You so had a Tumblr wall, didn't I you? I so had a Tumblr wall <laughs> and I loved like the cute couple photos with like the captions over top. But um, yeah, it was probably Tumblr and church actually when I like actually started thinking about marriage. Mm. But until I started dating Glenn was when I probably started thinking about it more seriously mm. and what it actually meant to me but um with the venue every couple's different eh? like they have their own thing that's really important for them and the venue is really important for me and glenn mm. like fast it like sets the whole vibe and we really want to have like a fun like festival type of mm. vibe mm. so the venue kind of like sets that whole atmosphere yeah yeah so the venue hunt has been massive for us and we also wanted like everyone to be able to stay um leading up to it and afterwards and not have to worry about that so we kind of went for like an airbnb type of like vibe where everyone can stay which is super cool but it just made it a lot harder because venues are so expensive as it is but also trying to find somewhere that lets a lot of people stay within a reasonable price range that's kind of close to Auckland but not too far that was when it started getting tricky but we found one yes. and it's it's the dream cool. it's actually better than I could have oh, yeah awesome we're both stoked with it awesome I'm um oh well, I can't wait yeah you know? <laughs> I can't wait um but that's cool and I think you have quite like you personally have such a cool you know cool bunch of friends that are yeah. all going to be there what is it about you that has just you in your own words you know what is it you just attracted so many cool people i don't know probably like me and my sister were having a good yarn about that last night just about like friendships and relationships and like it definitely takes two-way like it's a two-way thing hmm. and i find like it's really really hard to find people that take a genuine interest in you these days and when you do find those people it's like invest time 
and the effort and the energy because it's so worth it's so worth it. So true, eh? Yeah. I was. That, I mean, that's that's the whole. That's the kind of the reasons the podcast started was. I was just sick of the. Hey, how are you? Mm. How's it going? What do you do? What did you do on the weekend? Yeah. It's all the same. Yeah. Even with friends. Yeah. Like you got your friends, but then you have your friends. You know, where you don't even ask them how their day was. You just open the cupboard and go through it for them. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just sit down on their couch and then yarn. You know. Yeah. That's an interesting. I feel you like that. you're really good at that, Brad. I try. <laughs> no, but I mean, You're something I've learned, even just with, you know, friends like yourself and a few of the people that live up on the coast here mm. that we know, um, just being able to sit and just be is another thing. Yeah. Not have to have a plan, just yeah. to enjoy the company of others. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I reckon that's like a cool point to get to in a friendship. Mm. But it does take time and work and effort. Mm. For that to become like a space, mm. like comfortable. What do you think you've, um, what do you think you've learned about yourself through, through engagement and dating, um, you know, Glenn or even friendships with people? What do you mm. think you've learned about yourself through that process? Because it's always interesting to me when I find out what people have learned about themselves through that process. Probably that I'm so selfish. <laughs> <laughs> Like Well you said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said it. And Glenn when he like when he hears this he'll actually crack up. <laughs> Probably how like selfish I really am. Like you yeah. When someone requires more of you and you just don't wanna give it. It's like I don't wanna <laughs> I don't wanna, I can't do it. <laughs> what do you mean? It's just the rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like all those little things or like when someone's like, can you open the curtains? And I'm like, oh my God, I just, it doesn't even matter, but I don't want to like, yeah. and even, yeah, probably, probably that I'm actually way more selfish than people realize, hey? <laughs> I know how to put on a face when I want it. <laughs> yeah, I can put it on, man. I think we all do, but yeah, yeah, probably I'm actually way more selfish than I really wish that I was. <laughs> I wish I was cooler, but. Thanks for being honest with that. I know. I am. Um, I can't really say what I've learned because I'm, you know, still single. But um, <laughs> you definitely learn a lot through friendships, eh? I learn, I reckon oh, yeah. I'm a bit selfish too. Yeah, low key. Yeah, yeah. Like in the when I was in the flat with a whole bunch of people, <laughs> we won't go there. But <laughs> I don't want to go there. Did you find it hard? Just like side note. Did you find it hard um, when your partner was living in a flat full of lads mm. and? Your partner is a really much a want to hang out with the boys kind of guy. Yeah. Did you find that hard? Nah. Nah. Nah, nah, nah. I didn't find that hard. He was real good at like, because I'm like a quality time person. Mm. And he was really good at making time for me. But I've never had a problem with time with the boys or like anything like that at all. Because both of us really like value friends, having friendships. So... That worked out in his favor because <laughs> yeah. I'm the same with my friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, we've never had that problem. But I would say that's been because he's made time for me. Mm. And so I don't get upset about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you're both busy, 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 busy people. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so something I, I know that you've started to do is start to learn te reo, which yeah. I think is awesome because you are Māori. What's your iwi? Do you know your iwi? Yeah, Naruru and Napui. 
Why don't you tell me like about you growing up? What was like? Yeah. I know even like you were talking and you get on with your sister really well, but that wasn't always the case. Yeah. Um, and even now in your mid twenties, starting to embrace your culture a bit more and start to yeah. learn the language. Like, yeah, talk me through it. What's what's that process? I suppose like it actually like Asunin Tereo is like awesome. It's been so interesting. Like just learning the language has also kind of spurred me on to embrace more of my culture because as I grew up we our fam well my immediate family it was never like a big deal like my mom is like full-blown Maori Mm. I'm pretty sure she is people say oh there aren't any left but there are (laughs) like come and meet my mom's family (laughs) bruh (laughs) (laughs) you'll find Um, out quickly you'll find out very fast um but yeah, my mum herself, like they used to get like whipped at school if they spoke to Dio at all. So I think, Whoa. yeah, like I think that, and my mum being the youngest in her family as well, she never put the pressure on us or it wasn't a part of her culture because she kind of had to remove that. It was to, suppressed. Yeah, yeah. It, she wasn't really allowed to. Um, so as she grew up as a teenager... She probably, I can't speak for her, but she probably didn't hold on to as much as she probably would have wanted to because to fit in, you probably couldn't back Mm. then. So, yeah, when my parents got together and when they had me and when I was old enough to start, like, speaking and stuff, we never spoke to you at home, but we spent a lot of time with my mum's family and they, they do. Down in Taranaki, right? Yeah, down in Taranaki in Whanganui. Um, so yeah, growing up in our immediate family, it wasn't a big culture. Oh, we didn't embrace our culture as our family culture much. We kind of just did our own thing. Um, so it hasn't really been something I've cared about until I probably got a bit older. Um, even at school, like I didn't care about doing like whānau class or I didn't care about doing Māori as a subject or anything. I was just in my own bubble, Mm. like doing my own thing. Um, and it wasn't until we went to Europe earlier on this year that I really felt the desire to like embrace who I am more and learn te reo. Actually, I felt really inclined to start writing like worship music in te reo. Maori? Oh, cool. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, but I um, can't even speak Tereo Maori. So <laughs> yeah. I think I want to start. So we came back and then sorted it out and found like a really cool kayako online. And um, yeah, we've put it on pause for now because buying this apartment, we've had to readjust all our schedules because me, Glenn and Karina are all doing it together. Oh, so you're, all your, your, well, I would say your flat, but all of your house is doing it. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, we're all doing it. Um, but because we've all just moved, we're putting it on pause so we can readjust all our schedules because it takes a lot of time and effort um, to put time aside to learn. And also there's homework and all that kind of stuff. And Maori, today was hard. Like I've tried and have been Oi, on the Oi, you're pretty fluent. No, uh, I no. reckon that's something that people don't know about you that um, – Everyone would be like, what? Brad speaks Te Reo Māori. <laughs> yeah, well, 
Yeah, well, it's fun. I enjoy it. I, I'm not fluent. Let's just slide that one off the table. I reckon I can understand most conversations now. That's awesome. But I find the pro, like, you know, when you know, when, when is it tawa, when is it rawa, when is it mawa, yeah. you know, like the personal pronouns or just the sentence structure. That's what I find really hard. Yeah. I don't know. Is that what you found hard learning it? Yeah, I'm the same as you. Those are the ones that sh- I struggle with. But um, the actual sentence structures and things like that make perfect sense for me, mm. which is really nice mm. to be able to naturally kind of have a sense of what something's supposed to mean. But I really struggle with actually speaking to you, but I'm really good with reading it and understanding it and um, writing it and understanding it. Oh, wow. Okay. But it's kind of backwards because our Kayako was like to us the other day, you know, like we only started, te reo is a spoken language. It's not actually supposed to be written. The only reason we started writing it was because when we were colonized, wow, peop- um, they forced, like we had to write it down, mm. but we never used to write it. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so they, because they used English, well, I mean, it's, you know, English letters, obviously there's macrons and all those things mm. that's different, but. Yeah, I mean, before it was written, it was all oratory, wasn't it? Like yeah. even storytelling was all around the, around in the circles, and and you know, the koro or whoever telling stories. Like yeah. that's how things and are passed waiata. down. And waiata, yep. yeah, a song. Yeah, it was like totally not written according to our kaiako, but yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, true. It probably wasn't. Have you had an experience on your own murai? Not since I was little. Like, I think that's probably one of my like things that I've struggled to connect because when we have, it's always been like, this is just an an excuse really. But growing up when I have um, gone home or gone back to Amarai or anything like that, it's always been because someone's died. Mm. (laughs) So it's always a tangi or something and you get thrown into a world like for our family like we were kind of thrown into a world that like we'd never been we never really experienced and it was really overwhelming and it can also be quite scary Mm. like that's what I felt like when I was younger my mum's like go kiss go kiss that your uncle and I'm like mum I've never met him (laughs) and I'd cry and be like mum please don't make me (laughs) kiss that guy (laughs) or like a hongi and stuff like that and it is really sacred but Growing up, that was my experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, we'd never had that. So, yeah, it's an excuse now as I'm older, mm. but I'm real keen to like go home and I've tried, and I've actually reconnected with heaps of my other family members. Not that mm. we were like felt separated or anything like that, but a few of my cousins who are super like fluent in Te Reo Māori and like they work for the Māori trust in the family and stuff like that, and they work for the iwi, like, I've reconnected with them heaps, trying cool. to tee up, like, going on waka, I don't know what they're called. They're not waka tours. <laughs> I would say um, a waka tour, but you oh, um, you go down, like, the, you yeah, um, yeah, yeah. visit um, all your marais on the yeah. river, on, like. Oh, I know what thing. it's called, too, but it's uh, it's escaped me. Yeah. That's cool, though. That's awesome. It's awesome to hear that you're reconnecting and learning so much. Mm. But. It's never too late. Like, I remember hearing a story about someone who's a news presenter, you know, who was on Te Kairere, you know? Yeah. And reading from a teleprompter, but not knowing anything herself. Yeah. Um, and now she's gone and alerted and, you know. Good on her. I, I, I feel for her. Yeah. I want to touch on what you said, pivot back to, you know, growing mm. up 
and how even you were saying you and Karina have heaps of really, really good chats. But yeah. I know it wasn't always like that. Yeah. Like, didn't you guys used to like, no, I don't want to say hate each other. That's a strong word. No, we did. <laughs> hey, Karina. <laughs> Bro, it's not good, eh? Yeah. Yeah, we had. I, I, I don't really know what it was, eh? I think, like, we, we grew up when we were all quite young. And, like, our parents were together and we actually had, like, a really cool, well, my version of our, like, young childhood was actually really fun. Mm. And we used to live in Wanganui. Um, I think, honestly, we were just, like, a normal family. Like, we all fought, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, um, every family does, I've learned. Yeah. <laughs> in some way. Yeah, everyone's got their stuff. Like, we've got some pretty hearty as, like, scraps that we've had and stuff in the past. But... I think when my parents started like arguing a lot because they ended up, my parents aren't together anymore, but they were together for a long time and they probably shouldn't have been. Right. And like they argued a lot as we like grew up. And so they were like on and off all the time. So we like moved around a lot and we like at one point, like my sister lived with, my younger sister and brother lived with my mom and me and Andrew lived with my dad. And then like they got back together and then we had another little sister that was born and then they split up again. So like us moving back and forth and around all the time, like I think that caused a lot of tension yeah. and misunderstanding. And I remember Karina telling me one time, as she's gotten older, she's like worked through her own stuff because we've all worked through yeah. and like we'll probably continue to work on stuff together and individually but one of her things was that when she moved away with my mom she like as an adult realized that she hated being under for that because she blamed us for certain reasons that we had no control over but yeah so that was massive because it kind of created this massive divide when we were all younger so me and under were really close and karina and my other younger brother, James, were quite close, but they had a bit of an age gap, so they weren't as close. But we used to have had these huge, massive, massive fights, me and Karina. Like, we just clashed so much. Yeah. And, like, it wasn't until Jericho, who's my best friend. Jerry. Yeah. We started going to this youth group, and I used to hate that Karina wanted to come. Like, <laughs> I hated it. I was like the bitchy older (laughs) sister and I was so mean. Like I was such a bitch. (laughs) And Karina only used to come to youth group to spite me because she knew I hated it so much. Oh, that's intense. (laughs) It was, it was so bad. Like we used to have hard out scraps over it. And I was like, stop hanging out with my friends. Like, get out of my life. And it wasn't until Jericho, who was my best friend, who also befriended her, which I hated. Yeah, but you did. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? Why have you invited Karina? Maybe she's just cooler than you. I don't know. Yeah, maybe she, honestly, she is, she is now. She's actually the funnier one in the family, eh? Yeah. Guys, you should follow her on TikTok. Yeah, but, um, she's big on TikTok. She is a big TikToker. She's um, sucked me in too. I know she sucked you in, Brad. Yeah, no, she sucked me in. I had, to, I had to delete TikTok simply because my students are on it now. Yeah. Well, I mean. Oh my gosh, Mr. Yeah. Og. Yeah, Mr. Og on TikTok. Mr. Og doing Savage. Yeah. It's funny. It was one of my kids when they're doing like, we're doing um, singing on a Friday and if we play like Glitter by Benny or yeah. whoever, um, 
Yeah, they're, they're all like doing the dance move, and I'm like, try it so hard to not do it. Because <laughs> you don't love prove. TikTok. <laughs> you and Presto have some good TikToks, eh? Yeah, we um we we got viral. But we'll for never a while. see them again. Never. They've all been deleted. Because <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Og. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Og didn't um, want to get called out. Yeah. But it's cool you guys have come to this point of being really good mates, eh? Yeah, honestly, it's like it's actually such a miracle. And I would say that our friends have been a big part of that, like Jericho and going to youth group and going to church and like I feel like in me God has done an amazing work where I'm just like I needed to chill out I had to work on a lot of my own stuff and not hate my sister for no reason and she was the same um but yeah a big change the only reason that we're able to be how we are now was because of back in youth like Jerry really pulled Karina in and like basically told me to get wrecked and I needed to sort it out. And then I also felt like God did a massive work in me to work on healing and reconciliation and forgiveness. And then as Karina started hanging out with my friends more, we actually connected. And then it's just been a growing thing ever since then. Now mm. she lives with me again. Now she lives with you. <laughs> yeah, you can't get rid of it. <laughs> and now she just rips me out every morning <laughs> for <Like>. something. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, got to love a lawnmower in the background. <laughs> Bro, who mows their lawns oh. at five o'clock on a Sunday evening? Yeah. Obviously, your neighbor does. Obviously, Gary across the road. Gaza. <laughs> oh, well, we're not in it for quality audio, <laughs> but quality yards <laughs> featuring a lawnmower. <laughs> um, wait, I want to ask you about My Love Monday. <coughs> oh, yo. Yeah, My Love Monday. Oh, throwback. Yeah, I want to ask you about My Love Monday because it's one of those projects that I mean, when you first started it, you were super excited about. Yeah. And yeah, what is and My what Love Monday? what happened Mon- to it? Yeah, I mean, what happened to it? <laughs> it kind of but took off know, and eh? then landed flat. No, it didn't. It didn't. Now tell me about My Love Monday because that was awesome. Yeah. Well, one of me and, well, me and one of my friends, Lily, we kind of just had an idea one day. Because we were both on like a fitness buzz. <laughs> you know how everyone goes through the phase? Yeah, we were on a... Once every week. <laughs> yeah, once every week. Today it's Just starts. not the weekend. Blow <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, out. <laughs> but we were on one of those buzzes. And um, I don't remember who came up with the idea. One of us did. And we were like, let's like start a protein pancakes, like pre-packaged brand thing. Okay. Yeah, I know. That's Random. actually. Did you even know that? I didn't you probably know that. didn't know that. No. Yeah, that's because I have never seen content like that on the My Love Monday. Yeah, I know. It like totally evolved, but that's where it started. Because at the time we we're like, oh, there's such a market for it. We did like a bit of research and we actually spent a bit of time looking into what it would take to start a protein pancakes package business type of thing, and then um, we realized the work that was required and we're like, nah. Because at the time, I think she was working full time and I was studying and also working and all the other things. So we're like, nah, it's not worth it. But we're really keen on, we'd locked in the name My Love Monday. We'd done like a bit of branding and like started a website. So we're like, oh, we'll just keep working on like this brand. I don't know what it's going to be, but we'll just keep working on it. And then we kind of, it have just evolved over time into like a life's experiences type of blog where we just wrote about 
life experiences and learnings and then we wanted like guest writers to share their experiences and learnings it was pretty loose yeah but we both really really enjoyed it i think i jumped on it for something yeah you did yeah you did i can't remember what it was i can't remember what you wrote about as well it might have been my work with kids or maybe that was for your work no yeah you actually wrote that for my work no i remember but i was doing a like we had microphones and everything remember in the old flat I can't remember, but I do remember. Yeah, I do remember that. We all had microphones and we all had to share about something. That was probably some idea that we had that we never actually... That week? <laughs> yeah, that Yeah, I was going to say, I never, see it, I never saw it come to air. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know the work that it takes. Like, oh my gosh, trying to edit audios and videos is real tough. And we just... Yeah, it was really hard. Like, you know what it takes to do this kind of stuff behind the scenes. It's a lot of late nights, early mornings, especially if you're pushing out content every week. So I think that's actually why we ended up stopping it. I think we did it for like a year and a half and we did like a blog or two a week and like posts all the time and we did stories all the time and it was a lot of work. Um, so we kind of just put it on the back burner because we we were just knackered and seasons change mm. we've still got our account up so you guys yeah. should give it a follow yeah give it a follow <laughs> a nice plug yeah but d- didn't it make a little comeback i thought it had made a little comeback um not that i know of unless but, lily's been like posting on it which sometimes we both do but well, maybe you just go on the stories and like video yourself talking about something yeah that that's probably i think lily might have done that recently i think her at the moment job hunting is that was a big kind of request that we had because Lily was in recruiting and I shared a lot about my work on there. So we had a lot, we did a lot of posts about work life and trying to find a job, I think. It's really cool. It was, and it's such a varied audience because, you know, you would have had a target audience in mind, but it changed a lot, right? Yeah, it changed a lot. And I think that's just because of the content that we had. Um, we just kind of went with the flow. Our main like content types were all around relationships and work life and friendships. So because three very had, big areas of your life, right? Yeah. Your relationships, your friendships, yeah, and your work. That's almost almost all of life. I know that's basically it. <laughs> no, I hope not. That's <laughs> all there is. I hope not because, <laughs> nah, yeah. So, the, yeah, that's kind of gone nowhere. It's just sitting in the back burner. I don't know if we'll ever do anything with it again, but. It was a cool experience though. Yeah, it was. And it was really good to see what it would take to do something like what you're doing. It's a lot of work. I mean, so you've got to be passionate about it. You've got to be, eh? And I think that's one thing I've learned even podcasting. Mm. Kind of ble- I can't even believe I'm saying that. Eh? Oi, it is so freaking cool that you're actually saying that. You were one of the first people I called up. Um, and, you know, it's, it is evolving just like, you know like you're saying with the my love, like it's involving to people I haven't met yet that I'm doing and all of that, yeah. you know, so it's not just my friends. Yeah. But you're right. You've got to be passionate. And I even found a, a bit there where it was like, what's the why behind mm. the project? But I think I've learned a lot about being a creative through this. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you learned that with my love, but you, you know, being, because I mean, hey, you, you, you do the whole shebang. You do creative content, social media, you do singing, you're a singer, you play the gat, um, all of that stuff. <laughs> you make stuff. me sound so cool. I'm not actually that cool. <laughs> I might add that in there too. <laughs> um, yeah. Insert snippet. But, yeah. But nah, I think, yeah, mm. I think you probably learned a lot about yourself eh, in doing that. Yeah, I definitely did. And I reckon 
one of the coolest learnings, and this was actually Glenn in my ear, and he was like, if you ever do something like that again, never do a once a week thing. <laughs> he was like, you need to be more realistic and think long term. And I was like, oh, yeah, because he was like, you guys might still have been doing it this to this day if you'd been doing one a month. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, true. Like all of the creative stuff and learnings and collaborating with Lily was really, really fun. But probably my biggest learning has been like, is it doable in the long run? Like thinking in the long term has always been my biggest personal struggle. I'm really, really, really bad at like being a visionary or like seeing ahead in the future. Like I'm so not that person. I'm such a day-to-day kind of girl. Um, and he, that was my biggest learning. Mm. Like if I'm going to do anything, is it sustainable for a long time? How can I make it sustainable for a long time? Whether it's a business idea or a fun project or yeah. That yeah. would be my biggest learning. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good advice. I think I do that too. I'm like, yeah, I, actually, I need to get better at living in the moment more as opposed to thinking what's happening in two weeks' time. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Especially with teaching, I think. You know, you do a bit of that. A bit of planning. Yeah, like I'm always thinking, what am I doing next week in this? And it's like, hold on, school <laughs> school holidays. Yeah, yeah. So, um, do you have plans for your school holidays? I do. I do. Well, sort of. I'm just chilling, really. I'm going to the snow for a few days, which would be fun. That'll be the dream. Um, you might be coming. Yeah. Yeah. I when I get the in. invite. Yeah. Oh, officially. Yeah, officially. If it comes. <laughs> well, hey, <laughs> at least you're on the list. I'm on the list, but. <laughs> nah, you know you know what our organization skills are like. Um, Oi, tell me about what you do. I mean, I know you've done a lot, but what do you do now? Because I feel like you are pretty passionate about your your work, and I'm not just talking business, mm. you know, your business, but you do a lot of in the marketing kind of digital realm. Mm. What What do you, because what, I always pretend I know what you do, but I don't actually know. <laughs> yeah. I just know you're awesome with marketing stuff. <laughs> That's kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because, and honestly, when people ask me what I do, I tell them marketing, but I actually don't do marketing anymore. I just don't, can't really explain what I do to people because it's not a big role in Australasia it's actually massive in the UK and in the states so I work for a tech company um, and my role in the tech company is head of customer success so what that is is actually not marketing it's more to do with um, I oversee our customer journey basically so in our tech company we sell a software to business owners um, and my role is to make sure that from the very first time that they experience our a touch point from our brand um and if they come on to come on to the software and become a customer of ours then my job is to make sure that that whole time they're supposed to have a great and amazing experience so it's such a fun job it's like i said it's not that big in new zealand or australia but it's a big role in the States and the UK because of the tech industry um, over there where people build softwares, basically. It's not huge in New Zealand yet. We do have quite a few SaaS companies in NZ, but not that many. So if I wanted to like continue this career, I'd probably have to um, look overseas to find a job, which yeah. would be super easy. Like yeah. there's a lot of um, people looking for like, 
someone that can do my role. So yeah, it's a pretty big job. It's way beyond me. <laughs> Honestly, it is. Fake it till you make it. I seriously fake it till I make it. Honestly, every single day. Like it is not an easy role. Um, well, you, you're doing a lot of work from home right now. Yeah. Because I mean, with the whole COVID thing, you've been essentially told, right? Like, don't come in. You don't need to come in. It's flexible as long as you get what you, you know, yeah. get what you got to get through done, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Our, our like working environment super flexible. Um, we all work online, obviously. So we can just work from home. Um, but our company culture is so all about adapting to change. Like when you work in a SaaS company that's trying to scale, all you do every day is adapt what you do to change to where the new business direction is going. So our like COVID was actually amazing for our our work. Like our team totally came up with a whole brand new app idea and built it in like six weeks. Wow. And now we've like started selling it into the States. Oh, wow. Yeah. So now <laughs> our company has two massive products and I'm like kind of over one. I'm not the only person over it. I, we have like an executive team and we're over one product. And then. But you're like head of the team. I am head of a team. Yeah, right. <laughs> but we, I work with our marketing exec and our CEO and our product development guy. And we kind of like do all the strategy stuff to work on how we want to reach people, how, where, how we want them to experience the product. Um, what changes need to happen in the product, what we need to improve. And when you're in a SaaS company, it's there's so many things. There's a hundred things to do and never enough resource to do it. So yeah. it's a really tough environment. But I reckon if anyone um, wants to just level up their career, you need to like get involved in a startup. Like yeah. you will have such like a ball. If you're like someone that gets like bored with like, doing the same stuff every day mm. um that's easy for me to say like obviously everyone's got their own stuff going on and how of course their job goes on for them but for me when I studied marketing which I haven't finished yet <laughs> still getting it done I'm like a uni dropout basically <laughs> but um but you're successful which shows that <laughs> it still works it still works yeah it yeah. can still work out for you you've just yeah um, yeah, that was a pretty a miracle as well, actually. <laughs> but um, yeah, in my job and mark, well, when I was doing marketing, like there are like a few ways you could go. You could either go work for a corporate and do the same job every single day and do the same thing for three years, but you get paid really well. Right. Or you could go for it and work for a small business, and they um, would let you wear a few different hats, so you'd get some really really good skills going, and you could probably then go and start your own thing. Um, or the other option, which I'm a huge fan of is working for a startup. Like you would just have the most amazing experience and your skills would level up real fast. You get thrown in the deep end, like your whole career change. You could like change your whole career and like totally pivot like I did. So I tell people that I do marketing cause it's easy, but I yeah. actually don't do marketing I at all. Do yeah. I'm sitting here going, well, that's not uh, in the notes. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what I thought. Yeah. But that's why, that's the good thing about conversations, right? You say, mm. oh, I do marketing because it's easy to just explain that, right? Yeah. Because, but it's not even hard. Like that wasn't hard to explain. Mm. But like you said earlier, I'm actually interested. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm interested in learning what you do and what and why you do it. Yeah. Um, 
which is a, this is which is why when I thought about getting you on, I wanted to ask you about what you do because it's interesting. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if I was, I was talking to another person who does something similar. You know, he manages clients that come on board his company. Yeah. But it's all from home, and he tells me that the four walls can get a little bit depressing. If yeah, you know what I mean, like sure. it's the same scenery. You wake up, and you can't like go home and switch off because you're at home working. Mm. Do you find that hard or? Yeah, honestly, I reckon everyone's got to have their technique and strategy around how they handle working from home. <laughs> like, I'm real, real bad at it, and I'm still trying to get better at it. You're not that 10 p.m. at night still on the lappy. I am that person at oh, the moment. Oh, no. <laughs> but um, there's, two, there's multiple reasons for that, though. Um, but in terms of working from home, like, you just have to be able to decompress and switch off. If you don't, then it's not going to work for you. And I, yeah, it's different for everyone. If you're introverted, you probably love it. If you're not, you'll struggle. If you have a really demanding job um, where you're not using your natural skill set all the time, where you're stretched, you need to get out of get out of your own little bubble. So you could just gonna do whatever works for you. You got to pop it. Pop it. Lock it. Yeah. Poke it. Mine is working out at lunchtime. That's, oh yeah. Yeah. That's my. There's a gym like 20 meters away from here, isn't there? Yeah. I don't go to that gym, which oh. doesn't make sense. Wait, what? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Hold on. <laughs> I go to one down by the beach, which is me. Oh, cool. But that's my like decompression thing. Oh. I need to like go for a walk in the morning, get coffee. I'll go work out at lunchtime. And then I'll often, at the moment, because we live so far away from a lot of our friends on the shore, I'll work late, which isn't ideal, but it is what it is. Because we have a, a different business. So yeah. I actually do that in the evening. I yeah, we'll work on presto painting at yeah. night time. Yeah, which has been looking really cool, all the marketing stuff, by the way. Yay! It's been looking great. <laughs> Too bad you're not in our target market. So. Yeah. What? <laughs> do you so, own a house? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> when Hold you do, you start seeing our ads. Hey, well, I've got a question on that. I don't know if you would know, mm. and people listening to this might agree with me. I'll be talking about white shoes. You know, I'll be talking about, I want to buy some white shoes. Oh, yeah. And next thing, there's an ad come up about white shoes. Yeah. Is that a thing? It's a thing. Yeah, absolutely. So if I was talking about painting, yeah. am I going to get a Presto painting <laughs> thing? Not from on? us. <laughs> Maybe from some massive corporate painting company, yeah. No. <laughs> painting Solutions US. Yeah, <laughs> paintingsolutions.com. <laughs> um, yeah, or it's a real thing, eh? Like, obviously, I work in a tech company, and all of that tech is so possible. So... Yeah, I can't say what we do at our work. But yeah, all of that stuff is totally legit. Basically, if you have a phone, like you're, you've given your data away. Wow. So it's the end of the story. Well, that's, well, that's a great note. That's, it, that's yeah. a great note. To, <laughs> that's, yeah. actually quite, that's actually quite scary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is. Well, I'm just going to go and delete all my apps. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. Wait a second. Yeah. Sure. That's that's the scariest part. Wow. It's out there somewhere. Did Someone's you learn this it. before you're doing what you're doing now or has it just been through your experiences in tech? Yeah. Through my experiences in tech. There are laws that protect the, the companies from using the data. But um, until the whole Facebook thing blow up. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, whatever apps you had before that, they already have your data, but now they're not allowed to use it in a certain way, but someone's still got it. And all of like the apps and stuff like that and Apple and Google and all of that, um, the voice recognition stuff and face recognition, 
Um, it's all legit. They've got my face. <laughs> They've got your face. Like they could totally turn this video thing on any time <laughs> and record it and not tell me and keep it. They could totally do that. They've got the tech to do it. But well, they, it's whether or not it's illegal in their country to actually do it and what they do it with. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Well, that's just made me rethink a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the last podcast we're doing. Right? So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Signing off. <laughs> Sorry. But uh, we might get hacked. No. Um, I've just bought a new laptop too that has voice rec- uh, I mean, face recognition I was just telling you about earlier. But yeah. um, now I'm not as stoked about it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it's the way that it has to be. Yeah, yeah. Like, you couldn't really operate these days without being on Because you get so. given those, eh? You get given those, um, if you buy an app, even if you buy something and it's like, do you agree to the terms and conditions? And you don't even read them. You yeah. just skip the bottom, yes. Yeah. Yes, eh? But even before that, basically until the Facebook issue where Facebook and all that data and stuff and Trump, um, before that, a lot of the T's and C's wouldn't have had data and privacy share clauses in, in them. Until now. It's only been because of Facebook and that big blow up that people are really pushed to have their data protected. So if you've had Instagram for like 10 years or whatever, or Facebook. You're under the old. Yeah, for sure. Contract or whatever. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And like, unless you signed something new from Facebook that said, that Facebook sent out and they sent out a new clause and they said, oh, we'll, we'll get rid of all your data that we've had for 10 years if you sign this, if you want us to. But they're never going to do that. No. So they've that, already got stuff. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's freaky, man. Yeah, I know. That is scary. Well, at least we've got our tech expert on sideline. <laughs> <laughs> Me, Chad. Um, Oi, like, we're kind of getting, getting near that point where we've got to land the plane. But yeah. what I want to ask you I mean, all the things you've done. I mean, you've even been to Cambodia and you've done mission all kind of stuff over there. Yeah. You've done so much and just with your with your career and just even getting engaged in buying a house, all the stuff you've done. I know you've, you've said some things you've learned, but just in life in general, mm. if you had to kind of say what makes, not what makes life better, but, but you know, some of the key things you'd learn and you wish you could impart to others. Yeah. What would that be? I knew you were going to ask me this. Oh, good. Did you yeah. prepare something? Then? Yeah, I thought about oh, it. Oh, good, good. I was like, what would that one thing be? Yeah. Probably. That's how you know this isn't scripted, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I, I literally thought, knew you were going to say that. But, um, oh, probably two things, actually. One, like, relationships are the most important thing in life. Like, in everything that you do, like, prioritizing family or friends or your significant other or whatever is like the pinnacle like that's what makes life exciting and like worth it to be honest um so like invest your time into like passions and side hustles and work and all that kind of stuff but if you don't make time for your friends and your family like it's all kind of it's not worth it i don't reckon yeah it's huge that's huge advice yeah like i because i just know that you can get so caught up in like working and grinding Mm. and like 
doing your side hustle or trying to do multiple jobs at a time or like trying to get rich or trying to buy a house or and you skip the dinners with friends or you skip the hangs or like all like those aren't bad things that you're working towards but like the greatest things in life and are like with people Mm. and like those moments and the other thing I reckon that I would attribute like us being out of our house and even getting engaged and getting into like an awesome relationship and having great friends and even like doing okay at my job even though I'm so overwhelmed all of that stuff I reckon comes from like a place of always being humble and like willing to learn and being open Mm. like I reckon that is if you want to be successful in whatever you do you've always got to be like willing to learn and never ever think that you have like made it or that you've like got it sussed or that you know everything or that someone who may not know as much as you do about something that they're not worth the time or not worth listening to. Like I reckon always being open to willing and learn and adapt and change is like the best like asset or like trait that you could probably have. That's really cool. Like the journey is more important than the destination in some ways, eh? That was straight off a Tumblr quote. What, my one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was like, that was a good, like, I'll pin that to my Tumblr wall. <laughs> with a cool font, a cool background. Yeah, with a cool, like, background and, like, the outback of America. <laughs> yeah. Oh, far out. Big fancy word art. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's huge. I, I love that. Even yeah. the fact that I'm in the back of my head trying to, like, I even sent a text to the, to the whanau just before saying, oh, I'm not sure how I'm going to find time to come down this holidays because I've got this, mm. this and that plan. But you're right. Prioritizing relationships with friends and family, eh? Huge. Huge. Hard. Did you really pla- hard. Did you plan that knowing it was me asking you? <laughs> <laughs> no. Speaking directly to me. <laughs> it's for me too. I'm like, I need to take that on board more as well. Mm. Seasons in life are, are different and tough. But yeah, always remembering that that's the main thing Mm. like even with like buying a house and getting engaged and all that stuff and even actually traveling europe with glenn i always had to remind myself almost honestly almost every day like glenn is easygoing but he's also quite difficult i must say yeah we all know this (laughs) (laughs) i feel like he's featured a few times in the podcast that people listening also know this now too (laughs) (laughs) yeah um no he's he's a good time but yeah we do clash and but in those moments, I have to remember, oh, but Glenn is actually my favorite thing, like, mm. about life. So I don't want to, like, get upset at him over dumb things or, like, little things. So, yeah, those little reminders help me yeah. heaps. So cool. That's the main thing. Well, honestly, Mahi, it's been so dope just deep diving <laughs> and talking about all the different things you're doing. Because the cool thing is people that don't even know you, because I'm getting messages from people that have don't even know like, well, even some people that I don't even know, but <laughs> people that don't even know the people I'm talking to. Yeah. Saying, wow, it's so cool. And you talked about this and that. You know, like the, you never know what you've shared mm. and how that might impact other people. Even just talking about how you bought a house. Some people might listen and go, whoa. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do. You Good know? luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> AKA. Yeah. Pray. Pray about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but nah, oh yeah, it's been so sick. And I know that... um I say this kind of to everyone, but it's so mm-hmm. true. But I know this won't be the last time we sit down and spin a yarn. Next time it'll be when you've put, had you've you've been married and you've <laughs> bought a bigger house. And <laughs> oh, shucks. <laughs> what not to do and 
You never nah, know. It's been cool. And I just want to thank you for jumping on. It's all good, Bradis. Peace. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>